the Two Lost Trader podcast. Anything discussed here are our own views. Please do your own research on any stock we discuss and get your own financial advice before investing in any stock or cryptocurrency. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Two Lost Traders podcast on Thursday with me, James Pozo, and my good friend, Travis Clayton. On today's episode, we'll be talking through the major financial news that might affect your stocks and cryptocurrencies. Then we're gonna to go to our new segment, which is to the moon and to the floor. A few stocks that have had some great ups and one that's had a bit of a down recently. Then we're gonna do our what's hot on hot copper. That's where we go over the hot copper forum and the webpage, see what people are talking about and why they might be talking about those stocks. Then Travis is gonna do a cryptocurrency wrap. We're gonna give you a stock that we've added to our watch list that maybe you might wanna put on yours. And then the last segment is our Beat the Bank. Find a stock that in seven days will be at a better than bank interest price. So stay tuned guys, today's show. Okay, with today's show, we're gonna kick off by looking at what's happened on the overnight markets and major financial news that is affecting the movement of stocks at the moment. We uh, recently saw the Dow Jones Industrial Index and the S&P 500 break out to recent all-time highs. Of course, that uh, sets us up for further gains, uh, technically speaking, if you're a chartist. However, you know we really want to see the market stay above these uh, previous highs from way back, and I think it was in April uh, this year. So, you know, if we can hold above for a couple of days, I think we, we have a really good opportunity to head higher in the markets. Tapering of bond purchases is still on the table, James, and this is providing a lot of speculation to uh, um, increase the uh, price of stocks. So we'll see how, what happens with that. There's also concerns out there about rising inflation and about how that can be controlled or whether that can in fact be tapered at all. But of course, the elephant in the room that's affecting markets at the moment is su supply chain issues still, James. We spoke about these last week and they're just not going away. Anyone who's tried to purchase something recently online or from a shop, you'll know that there is a shortage of uh, materials out there. The only way we're really going to get uh, wage uh, is, is for uh, prices to increase uh, to some degree and then we'll see what happens from there. But uh, without, without wage growth, we won't see uh, sustained inflation. At least that's what the markets are telling us. So we'll wait and see. All right, thanks, Trav. Okay, guys, a couple of stocks for our To The Moon segment we found in the last week, both up 200%. Wouldn't that be nice to see as you go on your ComSec account or whichever one you've got that your stock's up 200%. The first one is KOR, Corab Resources. And the funny thing with this one is up 200% on no announcement. The only thing I can sort of find is they've got a big magnesium deposit and the price of magnesium is up 300% this year. So that may be a reason for that. And also interestingly overnight, they've gone into a trading halt and are gonna do a capital raising. So whether that is gonna be good news or bad news or whether they're gonna get a letter from the ASX asking to explain their 200% raise. Interesting one, Trav, KOR Corab Resources. Yeah, well, interestingly, they went into a, uh, uh, well, they paused trading and then released the response to price query from the ASX. So that's unusual. And given it was up 
what was it, 180 percent. That's that's a pretty big move and suggests to me some insider trading. I note that yes, they've gone into a trading halt to raise capital for a placement, which is interesting. I'm not sure that uh, I'd want to be the person buying it. For example, up near 10 cents there, because uh, the price will, will that placement won't be at 10 cents. It'll be far less than that. So we'll wait and see. Another one here, CXM Centrex Metals, and the holders of that will be happy. 220 percent rise in share price with an announcement of advancing its phosphate mining operations. So congratulations to the holders of Centrex Metals. One that went the other way is CDA, Coden Limited. They're a technology solutions company. They've got contracts with military groups, miners, all sorts of positive news coming in, which is a surprise for a 20% drop in a you know, big company, over 2 billion market cap to drop 20% yesterday, Trav. Yeah, possibly a buy opportunity I might talk about later in the show, CDA Coden Limited. Well, looking at the chart, James, the price has uh, fallen approximately 40% from the recent highs. So that's quite a big fall for really no news at all. The announcements they've put out seem positive. There hasn't really been much uh, to, to write about. The only thing I would say is that uh, they had 23% growth, I think, in the last financial year. And they've kind of indicated that they may not be able to repeat that this year. I mean, that's the only reason I can see why there might be some kind of sell-off. They've also had a director resign. It's possible he's unloading shares, but we don't have access to that sort of information. But I think Coden really is one to watch. I think if it gets to $10, because oh, it's a round number, I'd probably have a go at that. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the show too. All right, we'll go on to our What's Hot and Hot Copper. The most viewed, talked about stocks on the Hot Copper webpage. Again, Trav, of the top four most talked about stocks, three of them, again, lithium stocks. It always seems to be related to electronic vehicles, obviously taking off and lithium being one of the major metals in there. There's other ones, you know, nickel, graphite, cobalt, other things that are obviously in an electric vehicle and the battery, but the lithium stocks are the one everyone's talking about. Um, if we looked at this a year, year and a half ago, I'd be surprised if the top three most talked about stocks were lithium. What do you reckon? They'd be gold back then? That was all the rage, wouldn't it? Certainly, yeah, gold, silver. There was talk about a commodities boom you know, a year or two ago, but it was really just talk at that point. There was no real movement to, to back up those claims. But now we've had the movement, and certainly lithium is hot at the moment. All right, the first one I'll go talk about is VUL, Vulcan Energy. If anyone bought this a year or two years ago, they would have a lot of money in their portfolio right now because it was below 20 cents and has absolutely skyrocketed, got all the way to $15. So it was at its best from low to high, it was up. 80 times its share price, which is phenomenal. Now, a couple of things with this one that is really interesting why maybe so many people are talking about it. It's a um, zero carbon lithium. So one of the greenest miners of lithium, which the market really likes, hence the massive price raise. But here's the interesting thing. This company called JCAP, they at the moment are shorting VUL. They believe, they've done their own research on the company, and they believe that the company has deceived its shareholders. And that with the technology that they've, they've 
they're they're creating this jcap believe it's not it's not legit that they've they've sold a bit of a lie to the shareholders that the quality of the lithium is not exactly what the company has stated and a few other things on there that this jcap limited are disputing so they're out there saying that they're short stop they're betting that the share prices go go down and they do their own research into the company they believe the output will be lower the there'll be higher costs than the company claims so VUL has gone into a, a trading hole as a result, and it'll be interesting to see their response to what JCAP Limited has put out there. But at the moment, on the indicative price, share price is down over 10%. So it'll be very interesting to see how this plays out with JCAP looking to short VUL. Trav, do you have any comments on that one, or do you want to get cracking with the next one? The only thing I would say on Vulcan Resources, that's a code VUL for those interested in taking a look, is that I think in the last year, year and a half, it's up two and a half thousand percent. Yeah. That's a huge rise. Well, 80, 80, you know, 20 cents to, to 15 bucks, there's, there's 75 times your share price. If you had 10 grand in VUL, yeah, you'd be doing pretty well right now. That's right. So, you know, is there room for higher prices? Well, we'll have to see how this plays out. Yeah. All right, Trav, you're going to look at another one in the lithium sector, which is Sayona Mining. Yes, that's right, James. Uh, and Sayona, you know, similar to Vulcan, they're up 2,000% in less than a year. So, <laughs> you know, lithium, as we said, is very, very hot at the moment. They actually have projects in Quebec, Canada, and they have a couple of assets in Western Australia as well. They have a, a gold resource up in the Pilbara region, which they're slowly moving towards exploration. But the, the price rises are all down to their Quebec operations. And they're, they're basically their aim is to increase the number of uh, resources that they have in both ounces and locations, all within a very, very um, nearby area to each other. You know, the upside is that Tesla as a company is on fire and electric vehicle demand is forecast to skyrocket in the, in the uh, future. So there's going to be demand for lithium and anything related to those technologies. So cobalt, for example, zinc. This is in part why we're seeing this uh, commodity boom at the moment. Uh, a lot of hustling and bustling by participants on hot copper on how really discussion on how to get the best price they can, given it's risen so much, you know, they don't want to pay too much money. So uh, there's accusations of bots and manipulation and games being played by, you know, the big boys as they try to, you know, get into their position. But it, it looks to me like price wants to take a breather. Uh, it's had a really good run. It's up to 2000%. While the share price today might be warranted, I think the future looks to be about building that resource base and moving towards development. And that, that comes at a cost. They will have to raise money at some point to uh, you know, get to that, get to that uh, point where they can develop. I do see support at around about 10 cents, and if that breaks down to four and a half cents, and from there, you know, perhaps we'll get some... some... So that's saying the resources. All right, well the last lithium one is PLS, Pilbara Minerals. In Australian terms, this is one of the big boys, a six billion market cap. They recently acquired the Altura mine, which previously was AJM. If any holders of AJM know what happened to their stock, went down the tube, PLS have bought the mine. Recently, they've gone into a joint venture with POSCO, massive Korean lithium company. Um, lots of offtake agreements. Their spot price for the leftover lithium that they're selling, they're selling it on this BMX platform. And again, recently on Tuesday, they received the record price 
for lithium per ton, $2,350 per ton for lithium. So yeah, PLS, if, if you're someone that's looking at getting into a lithium stock, this is, this is probably a safer play. They're finally now gonna be turning a profit as compared to a lot of these junior ones that still need to raise a lot of money. Like I said, they've got a lot of good offtake agreements. They're selling their um, product on the spot market as well. And they've got a really big resource, a long time mining life ahead of them. They may be one of the ones to, to start looking at buying other junior ones as well down the track. So yeah, one of the safer plays I think is PLS. It has has a big raise obviously as well, but is a producer and has some great partnerships. So that's PLS Minerals, Pilbara Minerals. The last one, Trav, that people are talking about on Hot Copper is not a lithium stock. Some people will be happy to hear. It is Zipco. Yes, James, Zipco has had an interesting 12 months. They started off in, when was it? It was uh, December, January last year when they had a pretty big capital raise to fuel growth into the US market. So that was really quite an important market yep. or marking point. And uh, that allowed them to uh, develop their business further. So really, really important. Yeah, it's interesting, I think it was in February of this year, they did receive a speeding ticket and that was the high for the year. So, you know, they got that speeding ticket and from there it's just basically been all downhill. And it's been up and down. They've had some interesting movements in the business. They've expanded into Europe, the Middle East, and recently into India. And they're really hoping that that expansion will lead to further growth down the road. But the share price is not reflecting that. At the moment, the share price is really just bouncing around between about $6 and $8. And it has been really since May. So there's not a lot of, not a lot of impetus at this point. I think they need some news. Something needs to happen to change the, the trajectory of this, this company. So yeah, that's, that's where it's at. Most of the discussion is about whether or not it's going to go higher and how that expansion overseas will go. Yep. All right, awesome. Okay, next up is our crypto wrap. That is definitely your department, Trav. What have you seen this week happening in the cryptocurrencies? Well, it's an interesting cryptocurrencies. I mean, four years ago, nobody knew about this. Nah. And it's, it's really the talk of the town. Everyone wants a piece of it. But uh, you've got to be very careful about which ones you buy. You need to have some sort of understanding of the underlying business and what they do. It's not just enough to go, well, I like the name, I'm going to buy that one. So very interesting. Bitcoin failed to hold the previous highs as we discussed last week. We saw other cryptocurrencies uh, rally during this week because they, there was the expectation that Bitcoin was in fact going to break out and head higher. So they began to move quite significantly. Some were up as much as you know, 18% during the week of the main players here. Cryptos will need to regroup though because that breakout has failed. So we saw a bit of a, a fall last night of about 11% on average in most of the cryptos. Only 12 cryptos were green in the last 24 hours. So uh, the rest were red and that's a little bit of an ominous warning. Now we may get a bounce here and go a little bit higher, but unless again, we can break through those previous all time highs with some kind of sustained effort and period of time, then I'm afraid we're going lower. That's what the crypto market's telling me. The biggest gainers were three cryptos, particularly were Shibu, uh, sorry, Shiba Inu, One Inch, and TrueFire. And they were up respectively 68%, 40%, and 18%, so really good moves there. 
The biggest losers on the day appear to be Seller Network and Serum. Serum is a very popular, well-known cryptocurrency. So, you know, in terms of that bounce I mentioned earlier, Serum might be an opportunity, at least in the short term. But again, I come back to, if Bitcoin can't get to new highs and sustain that for a period of time, it'll be short-lived. Hence the bounce. All right. Awesome. Okay, Trav, next, let's give everyone a stock to add to their watch list. I'm happy to go first here. I'm going to go with 114D. 14D. The company's called 1414 Degrees. They're based in South Australia and they're a thermal energy storage technology company. They've got this um, thing they've called Cybox that they've trademarked. It's trying to deliver heat and electrical energy on a scale which is unique and as an alternative to gas, coal and electricity to process heat. So really interesting technology. Now something that's happened recently, they've gone into a partnership with Woodside Energy Technologies and yes, that is a subsidiary of Woodside Petroleum. So essentially it's going into a, a partnership with Woodside which is great news for this company in terms of getting some financial backing. So yeah, they want to, there's lots of different things. Do your own research on the technology, but these, these sort of companies, energy storage, and even the, uh, now you're recycling companies with batteries. These are ones that down the track are gonna become um, big players. Well, some of them will, because uh, yeah, trying to able to do clean energy and to store energy is gonna be massive. These guys have got solar plants as well. So they're based in South Australia, 14D, companies 14, 14 degrees, definitely one to add to your, uh, to, sorry, to your watch list and have a look at. Trav, you want to look at one called Mount Gibson Iron, I believe. Yes, that's right, James. The code for that is MGX. So look it up and take a look at the chart or look at their announcements. Their market cap is uh, $532 million and it's halved in the last three months. And that's because iron ore prices have also halved, all thanks to the Evergrande saga, all right? and the, I don't know, the threat that perhaps there won't be as much building and therefore demand for iron. Um, I disagree with this. I think it's a short-term problem. The Belt and Road Initiative to replace the Silk Road is a project that China is committed to and they will need a lot of steel for that project. Basically, the Belt and Road Initiative is an attempt by China to improve trade routes via the old Silk Road between Europe and China. So there's going to be demand there. We'll have to wait and see, of course. They did have to sell some of their products at a discount uh, to keep the flow of uh, business running. And they also suffered increased shipping freight charges, which has in fact doubled. So not only have you had the iron ore prices halving, you've had their costs increase because, uh, in part because of the increase in freight charges. So, you know, as a result of that, they've suspended activities at their shine operation. That's basically on care and maintenance until market conditions improve. Uh, that's a really good move, I think. There's no point uh, pouring money into an investment that's losing money. So put that on hold. On the other hand, on the other side of the coin, I guess, they have had significant investment in their Coolant Island project. And that uh, should benefit Mount Gibson Iron over the next five years and reduce their, their cost of production. Currently sitting at 44 cents, I have a target of 70 cents at this point, and that would obviously net around about 87% um, return if it was to play out. But that's you know all speculation, and we don't offer recommendations to buy and sell, James. 
No, that's on you if you want to buy it. Okay, thanks for that, Trav. Now, the last segment is our seven-day beat the bank. Try and find a stock that will beat the interest that the bank is currently giving you, which is not very much. Now, in episode one, I took the win there, Trav, with AVZ Minerals, which was up 10%. Still boasting about that one. Last week, however, it's a win for you. I tipped everyone into KWR, King West Resources, faith in that one guys i still think they're on a big resource there and definitely going to be another raise in the share price but it didn't move it was 13 cents seven days ago it's still 13 cents now whereas yours trap svl what was the company name for that one again uh Sil silver mines silver mines they sorry went james i was just having a giggle to myself because even though it hasn't kwr has not moved the the pro the Segment is called beat the bank. I dare say a flat rate of zero percent probably did beat the bank. Well, that's probably true. Yeah, Maybe I should particularly take it when you take into account inflation. Anyway, but SVL, you were up uh, a cent, so it went from twenty and a half currently twenty one and a half. So I mean, it's not really dinner at the RSL and a bottle of wine, but it's up a cent. It might have just scraped a coffee down at your local cafe. But it's a win for you, Trav, so that's one all in the series. Let's get on to today's. I'm actually going to hook into one that we talked about at the start of this podcast. I think CDA, which we talked about coding, um, is oversold. Currently $10.95, down 20% yesterday. Look, it may drop again a little bit more this morning, but in seven days, I'm confident that it might get back up over this $10.95 that it is. I think it's oversold, unless there's something going on that they haven't been releasing. Based on the, the positive announcements that the company have done recently, it looks oversold to me. So yeah, my seven day beat the bank is going to be CDA Coden. $10.95 now. Could see a little drop again today being Thursday, but I'm hopeful that in seven days I'm gonna be ahead. What's yours, Trav? Well, firstly, let's just clarify, is $10.95 your marker point? I'm happy to, from, from the show being today, Thursday, I'm happy to, to, to go from there and see what it is next week. Yep. Okay, very good. Uh, I'm going with Q Energy. Their market cap is $51 million, currently at 7.4 cents. They had a recent breakout of you know, short-term trends, but unfortunately for Q Energy, they are sitting right underneath the 200-day moving average, which I see as resistance. That 200-day moving average currently is at 7.8 cents. If we can clear that, hold above it, then yes, I think it can go higher. And we will definitely beat the bank at least. I, I do think it's advantage CDA though, because uh, you're right, they are oversold and there's no real clear messaging from the company as to why that's happened. So nevertheless, that's how it is. All right, cool. Well, I think that's just about it for today's episode of the podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Please share uh, our podcast if you're enjoying it. We'd love to get it out there to more people. Subscribe to the podcast, the Two Lost Traders podcast, and look forward to checking in with you next week. Yep, see you then. <laughs>